of Positivity Podcast. Boys and girls, we are so happy you're with us today. This is the podcast where we skim the Chicago schools landscape to bring some positivity into your lives. Anyone who's cheered on the Chicago team's boy, it's been hard to find. I'm your co-host, Boopen, joined as always by my fellow co-host and positive brigade member, Miller. What's up, buddy? How we doing, man? Great day. Great day. No complaints. That's for damn sure. Mike, 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 Mike. Happy hump day to everybody. Uh, let's see. Got to do a quick social plug here. You can find us on Facebook under Trio Positive Podcast. We're actually looking for some likes. So if you guys could go over and like the page, we would appreciate that greatly. At Twitter X, we're at Trio Positivity. We do have a new website. We haven't done much work at it. We do have a website up and running. It's TrioPositivity.com. Keep an eye out. We'll put some blog posts up there. We are hoping to make that a community. So more efforts coming that way shortly. But we got a great show for you. In today's episode, we'll discuss a couple of things that stood out to us. Give you our thoughts on Madhouse on Madison. We do have a fantasy corner for you. It's coming towards the end of the show. And... Towards the end of the show, we have Chicago Blackout season review. We will find out how they've been doing so far with our very own insider. We gotta see if there's any positivity there. Can't wait to talk to Ben. Can't wait, that's for sure. All right. Well, here's a surprise guest. Our fellow co-host and positive brigade member, Chris, is joining us. <laughs> it I sounded like I'm only here, so I don't get. Well, we're good. We'll just jump into the madhouse on Madison. We're rocking and rolling. These episodes are flying by, and we're having a good time. So, like Boopin mentioned, Ben will be joining us in the second half of the show, talking about the Blackhawks and how they're doing. So, we're going to skip that portion of the madhouse on Madison. So, we're going to jump into another shitty team and that is the chicago bulls (laughs) so excited to talk about this fucking bulls team all right how have they been doing well as i mentioned they've been doing shitty they are 0-4 in the last week 5-14 on the season 13th in the east there are 15 teams for the record so they are really bad keep in mind that our gm wanted to run this back just want to point that out Wanted to run this back for the third season, and we've gotten worse every season. But some people care about it, some people don't. I'm in the don't category, but let's talk about it anyways. The in-season tournament, the Bulls have officially been eliminated. Uh, they lost to the Celtics by 27 points. They, it was close. It, it it wasn't close. It really wasn't close. They got blown out from start to finish, and the yeah, funny part did. of that matchup is... We actually saw the Hack-A-Shack, or in this case, the Hack-A-Drummond. At the end of the game, the Celtics proceeded to foul Drummond multiple times to put him on the line where he missed multiple free throws. The reason being (laughs) is that the Celtics actually needed to win by 23 points in order to qualify for the in-season tournament. So it was quite funny to see Hack-A-Drummond worked. 
I'm, it's still amazing to me that these guys are professional athletes that have played basketball their entire life and they can't make a fucking free throw. But who am I to judge? I'm just a lonely podcaster. That's all I know. Do you have something to say, Boo? <laughs> Yeah, um, I was I I didn't see the second I, second half I think first half I jumped on Twitter and a journalist okay these people are usually like even if like the team loses by eighty they'll be like well there was not much positive to say blah 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 was good the journalist was literally like Bulls have given up there's nothing positive to say about this team they should not be playing basketball this is what he said and I was blown away and I don't think this is a no name journalist I think he's like one of the guys you follow for the Bolts, and I was just blown away by how bad they looked. Looks like they came back in the second half, actually. Like, they, I think they were losing by much more in the first half, but no, it, it looked bad. They had been bad. I'm sorry. They came, they came back, then Bufin's talking about is in quotes, because they might have come within, like, 17 points, but I don't think it was anything substantial as far as close, being actually close, but. I, I did not follow the game, but, like, the way he was looking at it, I thought they had scored, like, 20 points. So, obviously, two things happened yesterday. Our two stars, quote-unquote stars, Zach Levine, and also um, DeMar, they both seemed to get injured uh, yesterday. Zach hurt, hurt his foot. DeMar DeRozan did something else. Didn't look it up because I was more concerned with Zach. And the reason being is I have a question for whoever wants to answer it. Will Zach Levine play another game with the Bulls? Yeah. It's it's a bit of a reach, a yes. bit of an overreaction, but I'm just curious. The, they're saying that the realistically the earliest period where he can get traded is after December 15th. So we have about 15 days, so you figured at least five, six games in there. It's, it's, it's a question that needs to be asked, man. <laughs> Does he want to play another game? Probably not. So there's a lot of rumors. Well, there's a lot of rumors going around. um, And you know how much we love rumors in the Trio Positivity podcast. Um, There's rumors that the Lakers might make a push for Zach. Um, But there's also another rumor going around that the Chicago Bulls want Zach to stay. Which kind of makes sense, because um, if we trade Bulls. Zach, the Rosen is most likely going to get traded as well at some point. If we do a whole fire sale, and the Bears will have no stars, or the Bears, the Bulls, the Bulls will have no stars. Um, so, but there's, but a lot but, of concern but with Chris, that. Where we have a star. We probably we gave up get rid two of him, first round picks for this guy. Want him He's a stud. Remember, he's an all star in Vucevic. I mean, come on! Is it? We just signed him to a three-year extension. Okay, Isn't stop he hating so on the good? guy. He's all right. I'm not hating on him. I'm hating right. on the organization. On, stop hating on I'm hating on the. I'm hating on the organization and the lack of knowledge and the lack of doing anything correct. I mean, Karnaschovas, dude. I've been on point with my names lately. Let's just let's be let's be real here. Karnaschovas came out and said he's. <laughs> He's disappointed. I'm disappointed with how this this team has done. Go fuck yourself, dude. How do you not? The whole world knew this was coming, and you didn't. Like, jeez, I was so excited when we brought him in. So excited. 
because of his what he what he did over in um I believe it was the it wasn't it wasn't the, it wasn't the Jazz it was the other team in that area with the, with the Nuggets I don't know. with Who the Nuggets about, he was over in the Nugget with the Nuggets and he he basically I mean that turned the team turned around and he was part of it and came over to us and he's flopped so eh, that's the Madhouse on Madison update you guys got anything else on it. Um, I want to do two quick basketball stories, if you guys don't mind. One is touching with what Miller talked about with the in-season tournament. Um, so obviously there was a point differential, which made some of the games very exciting to watch. If you guys didn't get a chance to watch it, um, but there have been a lot of complaints about how the wild card was issued with it being a point differential. If you guys had to guess because the quarterfinals are already set for the in-season tournament. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who they are. If you had to guess, how many so we're ta- are there, there are four the teams left, right? The top three of each side. So there's eight teams total that are in? There are four teams in each. And you're asking how many are in the top four six? Four in the east, four in the west. Eight teams total. Yes, eight teams total. Yes, yeah, so top six. I'm, I'm, I'm going how to much say is in the top three of the Eastern three, Conference and just how much is in the top the three of the Western Conference. Yeah. So for the Eastern Conference, we just have the Bucks and the Celtics. The Pacers are in at six. And the Knicks Boopin are in said at fifth. Six. I said three. And in total, the Western so Conference, how many you're saying? You say three. I said five and one. Like five in the West, one in the East. Okay. So five and okay. Um, so none in the West. Uh, the Suns are the highest, uh, being fourth in the West. Uh, the Lakers are seventh. And they were the first seed in the West. The Pelicans are ninth. And then the Sacramento Kings, which are having a great year, but they are six. So the Western Conference does not have any top three representation. And the East has two. So on TNT, they were talking about how, what changes they can make in the future. The wild card being if you are higher in the regular season standings, could be better than doing a point differential. Um but that's that's one thing that I thought was kind of funny, and it's actually becoming very successful. ESPN and that's TNTN will have personalities from both networks. No, like it, it seems cool. Like I was calling some of the games. Yeah. I think they're gonna do like something. Um, together. The Golden State uh, so. game was pretty close towards the end. Like you know, they lost. Like like it was like I don't know. I I, I found it exciting. Chris, I'm mm-hmm. with you. I think it makes the regular season more exciting. Um, Especially this being the first one to see how the points pay into the actual tournament, right? And the championship. That like I'm excited to see for sure. Um, yep. Uh, and then the one thing um, is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Mark Cuban, the owner, has decided to sell a majority share. Um, 
of the Dallas Mavericks. However, even though he's selling the majority share, he is still going to be in control of basketball operations. Um, The transition, because there's still no disclosure, so like nothing has been disclosed officially yet, but the the reports indicate that the transaction values the Mavericks in the range of $3.5 billion. So if you're going to sell majority, you're probably going to be more at 51%. So I would probably put 1.5 to 2 billion would be the actual number that he sold um, his majority for. Funny enough, he bought the He's team. He's got some the year capital gain taxes. Didn't win a championship. Million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, and what's funny is like you can kind of tell he's tank he's taking a a backseat and stuff. Well, I think I read that he's like opening a casino in Dallas uh, or Shark Tank. But to bring it back to the madhouse, yeah, I I think the casino people bought the team too. They're trying to have like a whole yeah casino resort thing there, which is kind of smart. The something Sands or something like that. I don't remember the exact name. Um, but wanted to bring it back to you guys. Uh, if we start, well, it depends if Jerry to, Jerry uh, is still in charge. Because if Jerry's in charge, we'll probably need like five hundred to get him, to get him out. Of no, I, I have an idea. We like, raise hundred thousand, pay the money to a kidnapper to like take Jerry out. Wow, I was thinking of going that far. I didn't expect Boopin to go that far. That's for damn sure. He must really hate Jerry. Sell the tomb, Jerry. So we're probably not. No, we, we will, but we'll put a gonna, disclaimer. We're not gonna play that. We'll put a disclaimer uh, beforehand. All opinions based no, on this we podcast we are not. opinions. We are not. Hey, you just said kidnap him. The trio no. positivity. Hey, you just said kidnap him and take him out Our to a restaurant. Alone. That's what he said. He said take no, him out. I am not. Take him out have... to a restaurant. That's all he said. Oh, no, I nothing else. The trio positivity and the fucking. FBI. No, the trio positive and the seven dollars they have in the combined bank account do not hold. <laughs> we have an LLC. We're fine, I think. All right, we gotta check the law. Let's legal will be on my case, but uh, hey, it's been a while. It's the Bears' um bye week, so we're gonna dip back in into baseball. You know. We haven't done this in a while, guys. Can this be our crosstown classic again? You know, we we have we have you know one team was not relevant, and we will not name that team. But crosstown classic, we will hear about the Chicago Cubs from the Wrigley faithful. I like ending with positivity, not starting with positivity. Well, do you wanna do you wanna start this? I do. Do you want to start this? Because I know that. Oh, I've been, really? I've only I've brought it up like fifty times, and you never want to talk about it. But let's some, rock and roll. Been some big old. Let's rock and roll. Come up. I didn't listen. Uh, here's my thing about rumors. Here's my thing about rumors. Just so that we're all on the same page here, I could wish some stuff to happen, and and Miller relies on Twitter so much. Okay, ever come on. He and the rest of the world. To the oh, now Boobin's defending me. <laughs> wants to talk about if it's on Twitter. I, I will. It's, I am. I'm a balanced it's, it's, guy. I don't I'm, care though. I know. Now he's every yeah, day he's he the, points even though you were, 
Because I expect better from him. The whole world's finger pointing with this story. I'm not. We're not going to get into it either. My Twitter, my Twitter knowledge is up there with Elon. We're like top tier. That's how good I am at diagnosing Twitter. Yeah, and if they're correct, that forty-four million dollar deal is worth eighty-eight billion now. That's that's how good your knowledge is. I. It's he's fine. He's he doesn't need the money. It's good. So let's dive into the Chicago Cubs, right? God. Uh, the big storyline coming out of the end of the year was where the Cubs are going to go. They had a good year, missed the playoffs. The key loss was Bellinger and also Stroman that we covered in the past. So now we're talking about what's next. Well, the big news as far as the Cubs is concerned is mm-hmm. there are multiple reports that they are going to go all in on Shohan Otani. They're going to be in it, and they're going to be in in it till the end. And included in those reports is the dollar amount, and they are projected to go upwards and over the $500 million mark. Boobin, did you hear that correctly? Yeah, $500 million. Your team hasn't even paid somebody $100 million, but it's fine. We'll get to you guys in a second. Yes. So the Cubs are planning to go all in with the Shohei Otani, pay him at least, uh, or uh, probably more than five hundred million. So it's exciting to be a Cubs fan, knowing that they're going for the big fish in this in the pond. They're gonna try. I still don't think they're gonna get him. I still think all reports kind of indicate that he's probably gonna stay on the West Coast. But you know what? The fact of the matter is, over the last few years. The Cubs haven't been in these sweepstakes for the biggest players. At least we haven't seen it on our end. So it's nice going into it, knowing that they're at least making a push. Will they get him? I don't know. But at least all reports are that they probably are going to make a push for him. So being my fellow Cubs fan, Chris, what are your thoughts? Okay, you, so you I have, not we, don't use we, use I, use I. The previous complaints that we have about the Cubs. No, you, I. If they decide to spend, we, we, we. It is so we, nice when you guys fight. No, we, we, there have been plenty of conversations. Anyway, one thing to, one thing to point out is that the 500 million is what is the expected amount. There's. Some teams out there that still either he, want he's not him definitely to not pitching next and year. pitch, and I think there's only other teams that want him to just bat. But he's not pitching next year because of his uh, injury. So the question going to be ten is if we're paying ten to twelve five hundred million, how many years is the you're game? good? I mean, like, you're good. good? Okay, Are you yeah, freaking kidding? Yeah, yeah. First of all, no team in their right mind is going to pay this guy $500 million to hit the ball. Okay. He is I'm, a hitter. He's I'm a good. great hitter. He isn't an elite hitter. He is not the best hitter in the league. He's I, probably not even top five. The bottom line is you're paying him $500 million for two reasons. The first reason is he is a elite starter and he is a great batter. He can do two things for your organization. Yes, next year he won't do that. But the following year, the expectation is is he's probably going to be a top one or two starter in your rotation. That immediately makes you a playoff contender and probably a World Series contender. Second point, 
with him probably being the face of the MLB right now, Boopin will appreciate this. I know he likes numbers and finances and stuff. With him going to an organization, the expectation is, regardless of what his salary is, he's probably going to bring in a baseline of $20 million to that organization with the marketing and all the, the things that come with it. So if you spend $50, 50 million on him, you're already recouping at least 20. And I think that's probably a low number. It's probably higher than that. So the team's going to be recouping money every year that he's on it just because he is the face of the MLB right now. So to sit here and say you're good, this guy's been back-to-back MVP, and I will basically guarantee you he's going to be in the MVP race every year that he pitches and hits just because we haven't seen that since Babe Ruth. And he is doing it at an all-star level on both sides. I don't think so. The thing is, is that it's, I believe it's I Tommy John surgery. That he's that. Having, right? I think it's something else, but I could, I, I could be isn't, wrong. Move, move Tommy, forward. Go ahead. It Tommy John. No, no, go ahead. What, what's your point? Well, I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it. Um, uh, after most players go through that that kind are of you, surgery, are, what are you throwing, talking about, dude? If you're, you're doing surgery on your every throwing, single pitcher these the days is getting Tommy John surgery. Down. So I every single pitcher, and that's and some of them are doing in the youngest ranks just because they know you're going to be better. You are literally better for having Tommy John surgery. There is no indications at this at this point the way the medical profession is. When you get Tommy John surgery, that your career is now going to take a downhill because so that fits the okay, point correction. that I just made. So he went through Tommy John surgery his first time in 2018. So this is another injury and another surgery. It's mm-hmm. his second elbow injury, and so you're probably going to be okay with him. I mean, the way I think Miller is talking about two things. One, it'll be like a messy deal, I think. You know, he'll get I think it's too high. It doesn't benefit it doesn't benefit him to do that. If anything, the Yankees can probably offer him 600 million and they'll just leave it at that. Like they the Cubs have no reason to do that kind of deal. MLB alone is going to make money off of his name no matter what. So if they if the Cubs come in and say, "Hey, we want you to promote Malort while you're also doing this cuz Malort is going to pay 100 million." It still doesn't matter because the money that would what he would be talking? making from his own and everything money. else, the Cubs will have zero. The, people will come He's to the game because of him. So think of the Asian fans like that. They driving. can literally, they can literally offer, they can literally the offer marquee network in Japan, and everybody five, would top buy it. Ten in attendance. There's no. Did difference. you see Angels were on Apple TV? The possibility is out there. It's different rights in the international. No, 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 you don't even know. About, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up, Miller. No, it, but it's, it's the Cubs network. They, they have the, has they have the possibility do of doing that. Marquee has nothing to do with international rights deals. Anyway, like that was one thing I want to say. The other thing I want to say, Chris, is like, let's say he doesn't pitch this year, right? No. If he was a solid hitter, like what alone, what would you pay him? Thirty mil a year, maybe forty. I don't know, thirty-five mil.
for no, for like yeah, dude you, what are you what are you doing dude i think this is the highest right now i don't think there's anything higher like we're uh, when you talk about uh, when you talk about <laughs> massive hitters okay we're talking about, about a chris bryant contract we're talking about a bryce harper contract these guys are making are upwards of 30 here? million dollars and you're sitting here talking 18 to 20 they're getting paid a shit ton of money the, the... The point I was trying to make was like, let's say even if you like consider him a hitter this year, next year for that same money or maybe like twenty million more. I can tell you, what is Bryce Harper making? He's not making eighteen to twenty. Miller, does it hurt you to be wrong? I said thirty to thirty-five. How much did you say Bryce Harper's making? <laughs> Closer no, to eighteen. He's probably going up next year. Yeah, you're wrong. It's 26. Oh, there 100 percent so, is. There was a like, 10 million, uh, it's, a 10 year. I think I don't think there's a player that has hit 30 million yet. I don't think there is. No, I think it was um, maybe is one of the shortstops. I think that just came out. Was that uh, Soto? Or might have been Soto Josh? How much did he get? No, like I said, you've just been wrong after wrong after wrong. Soto, but it's Soto fine. Is, let's just move Soto on. Soto was expected. Um, oh no, it's not Soto. Let's talk about the next thing coming in for the Cubs before we. Move. I mean, Judge is making forty-four right now. Let's let's talk. Continue with the Cubs. In addition to Shohei, they're also looking for a starter. Um, they lost Stroman, so they have been having some conversations in regard with Cleveland as well as Tampa Bay about some starters. They're solid. They'll probably be top of the rotation. Um, that we have our number one, so we don't need enough technically a number one. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. And in addition to that, another bit of one of those uh, exciting moves, if you will, or hopeful moves, is they signed the teammate. Oh God, I just I just walk into these horrible names, don't I? Yoshinibu Tamamoto. Eh, who knows? Yoshinubu Tamanoto, who is the prize starting pitcher I, I out of Japan. Good. I think that's not good. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you credit. He signed, I believe, a position player with the hopes of luring him over. Um, it seems like the Yankees are probably going to make a bigger push with him, but. Okay, that is wrong. That is Wrong. Wait, wrong, what did you wrong. just say? I said they, they, they signed a position player that you are played with Yoshinibu. Wrong. The screen so I don't have it. Yoshinibu. They signed a position player that played in Japan with him with the hopes that they will lure him in. Yes, that is what they did. Yoshinibu, the guy that I was talking about. I'm not talking about Otani anymore. I'm not talking about Otani. I move past that. This is the starting just pitcher. Said the, the same the, name, prized starting pitcher out of Japan. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes my heart jump when Cubs fans he said fight. the same name twice. He's not this realizing so it. Okay, we can Please keep going. On. White Sox are doing things. All right, let's well, go ahead and get put to sleep as Boovin talks uh, about the White Sox. So go Dylan Sees, who's probably. Our best player, arguably our best player, second best player on the roster. He's on the move. He's been on the move supposedly for like the whole off season. Rumors from like he's gonna get trade before the winter meetings, before spring ball, before the season begins. At the trade deadline, has been all over the place. But the good news is, contenders like the Braves and the Dodgers are supposed to be like interested in him. 
Um, like the Braves supposedly is the like the that's the hot one. They think that trade might come come down any day now, probably before the winter me- meetings are supposed to start on December fourth. Um, you you guys know he was a Cy Young runner up in 2022. He had an underwhelming 2023, as we all know, on the South side. Uh, but you know White Sox have no uh, incentive to deal him right away. They can they can take the best deal on the on the plate. So uh, there's no imminent trade happening, at least that they need to make. But looks like he will be traded at some point. He's expected to make 8.3 million this year, and he's one more year under contract. So that any team that needs looking for a cap friendly deal for like middle of the road uh, pitcher, that that's what makes him appealing to a lot of teams, I think. Well, one thing you have to remember, too, though, is that any team that trades, um, he might want to ask for a new deal, too. So I don't know this. You guys have probably educated me. It depends. Does arbitration change from team to team? Can he arbitrate again? Or if, like, he's arbitrated once, that's the deal no matter who It's really complicated. Arbitration is very complicated. It's like they go to court every year. I believe is my understanding. I think arbitration. So they basically go to court against the team and the arbitrator basically works out what that contract is going to, the fair value for both sides for that year. So obviously as him being an elite starting pitcher, that number is going to go up, but it's not going to reach like the level of a contract. will. so that's why a lot of teams just. It depends on what the other team – yeah, it depends on what the – so, like, if, if Miller is representing – because, you know, he loves say If he's representing the team and I'm the player and I'm representing myself, I can say, hey, I want $15 million. Miller can come back and say, well, I'm only paying you three. The arbitrator will then find the number like amicable to both that parties. is more pleasing or not pleasing, It has to do with both parties. The arbitrator is a neutral the, party. But, it's not no, based on the player. It's more of the. No, it's not. An arbitrator literally comes in and works with both sides, so. and they they come up with this I number. I think it is. And both sides can I think agree. It with. Is. But the bottom well, line is a lot of this debate offline. A lot of teams don't just let the let these players go through arbitration and then come up with a contract. So I don't see an extension coming for a cease before it gets played out. And you know what? You know who his agent is. He's got Scott Boris. So, you know what? They're probably not going to be coming up with an extension anytime soon. Whoever's trading for him is probably going to use him for two years, which is why Atlanta Braves make sense. They're in that window, and then they'll probably just let him go. And then he'll sign big money yeah. elsewhere. Oh. I mean, decent pitcher, one year, one extended year on the contract. So, like, again, not a huge cap hit. All those are appealing things on working on the White Sox side. Eloy, this is brand new. Jimenez supposedly is also like a hot name being talked about. Uh, again, this, this was not even in my radar a couple of days ago, so this is brand, brand new news. Um, That's interesting. Diamondbacks, Mariners, Marlins seem to be the people, like the teams he's been associated with. But again, not much there. Mostly rumor mill stuff, it seems. But in terms of things we've actually done, we've signed Paul DeJong, who's like a shortstop. Um, like he's replacing Tim Anderson, obviously. Um, another team move we made: we traded Aaron Bummer to Braves in a five-for-one deal. 
we got two pitchers, Mike Soro, three pitchers, Mike Soroka, Jared Schuster, Riley Browens, and infielders Nikki Lopez and Brendan Shoemake. In 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 return, um, again, Atlanta was looking to offload some of that cap hit. They have a pretty high cap hit, and they get a pretty solid uh, relief pitcher in, in return. So that's what the White Sox have been up to. Um, just to keep proving Miller wrong about arbitration, because he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. The arbitrator <laughs> has nothing to do with the player's benefit. Though. This deal will review it based on the. No, you did. You literally sat there and made it seem like they were going to bat for the player. Yes, it does. That's basic. If, if I, if. No, they don't. No, 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 no. What I was trying to say was that if, again, Jim Mersey Miller is saying that I'm only going to pay him three million, but I had a good year and I won't. Well, okay, million, they're gonna they're gonna discuss they what the fair value of the player is based on the two I, sides. And they will. Let's then just tell, move on. They will then tell him to pay me. <laughs> okay, okay, eighteen, okay, eighteen to twenty million in the MLB. Corey Seager, ten years, three twenty-five. I apologize to our positivity. We brigade. haven't done this in a while, but should we give positive rating for both of our teams before we move on to the fantasy corner, people? Sure. Um, I give Cubs uh, an eight. I like that they're going to spend money. They spent money on their manager. They're making a push. The other Cubs fan in this podcast consistently talks about how they never spend money, and now when they do, he's bitched about everything. So what the fuck does he know? He's bitched about them spending money on Craig Council, and now he doesn't want them to spend money on Shohei. So... Who knows what he wants, but I'm excited that we that we are making a push in both. Looks like we should make some moves, and I'm expected I, I, to be in the hunt for I, the playoffs my, next year, which is it's always positive. I need to. I, I love that Miller is on this um, mentality of hopes and dreams, and that he's happy that the Cubs Ever? will supposedly spend. 500 million which they haven't spent yet at all so uh, so with that being said i still don't like what they did to uh to the coaching staff they also hired a bench coach like, outside, outside i'll give them a deal. six until they prove that something comes up i'll be happy i'll be happy if otani comes in the, if Probably. they tell me that they paid if, 600 if he million comes, for him, I'll he's be a getting paid 600 upset. million but either by you or somebody i else. think that's where we're at there's a lot of teams that are gunning from, but it's like so interesting outside view looking in. You guys yeah, have flipped since the season. I wouldn't be surprised if because you were riding high at like the eights and the nines, and Miller was like six and sevens, and now you guys have flipped. This is like so interesting outside view it's... looking in. Um, and I'm a fan of David Ross. I'm like a fan of knowing that, that we have one of the best managers that. in the I'm, league. I'm just not a fan of it. That's all. Chris is right in the sense that we haven't spent any money yet, but all indications are is that they're going to try. And that's what I'm basing everything on. Dude, this was a makeshift If they don't segment. get Otani Miller, who's next, that. who's next on the wheel? You still have the post. chance to trade for Soto. I, I talked about the two yet? starting pitchers that we can trade for. Um, exactly. There, you still no have Bellinger on the market that you can still pay. 
Like there are still some pieces out there that are still elite caliber, but we have to get multiple. We have to get, we have to get at least one starting pitcher and we have to get at least one good hitter to fill in the guys that, that we lost. So yeah, we'll see what they do. I'll give you credit for that. I think I think the Soto is right. what was a little bit surprising given what All right. um, kind I of think the White Sox. I'm gonna um, three and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I've probably been one and two and zeros all season, but um, it looks like they'll put some money ball shit team together this year. <laughs> the people that are signing and stuff like that, like five for one deal well, and shortstop so for like that journey. That five for one deal. Basically, I heard that three of the players were probably going to be released on waivers like the next day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're going to put up a Moneyball type team. This well, Moneyball makes it seem like that. they're actually going to be good. <laughs> no, it's it's like oh, like he's good at this pick. Let's, like, let's 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 calm more, down like, before comparing whatever. Chris Getz to one of the the best general managers. What is Barry Bean? But Billy Bean. Before comparing him to Billy Bean, Bean okay. <laughs> I, I was not comparing the wins. I was just comparing the way the team's put together. It just seems like, oh, he's a fit. He's a guy that will fit and just add to the roster. But three and a half, hopefully we get some good uh, people in back for these big names that we are throwing out there. That, that's all I hope for. But, you know, decent teams have been connected to him. So that's where I am. But that being said, boys, are you ready? It's that time of the year. It's time for the push to the playoffs. Most leagues have the about two weeks left for the playoffs to begin. Here we go, people. Fantasy playoffs time, right? All This is the time where all your fake teams make it to the championship, okay? This is the time when you make it count. Um, you guys have already seen it. Six teams are on by. It's a very bad week for fantasy, but something to look forward to next week, too, as you're pre- prepping for the last game. Cardinals and Washington are on by. So there's not much fantasy play from those two teams, but look ahead if you can. If you can stash somebody that so your opponent may not have them, right? Uh, that that might be an option as well. Another quick reminder, stash the handcuffs, running backs and wide receivers. For people new to fantasy, those are the backups, right? Most people are running backs. Um, if you have a bench spot and you can afford to, could be the game changer, guys. Injuries happening every week. Doesn't matter if it's the last week of the fantasy season. You that little bench spot that you have a no-name wide receiver. If you put the backup running back, who knows, right? Talking about backup running backs coming out of nowhere. Jonathan Ursay Miller has a segment for us. Miller, what was the running back you? Oh, I do, baby, and it's beautiful. I've gotten shit, <laughs> shit upon shit all year. How I don't like the pay running back motto. And you know what? Once again, I am proven correct. I know. I'm always right, as we've demonstrated multiple times just in this podcast. Jonathan Taylor went down with an injury. He injured his hand. I believe he had surgery on his thumb. He's expected to be out probably a few weeks, which was surprising considering he had surgery. But he is out. And what that means is Zach Moss is going to take over the RB run RB1 role for the Colts. Did you know that the backup for the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan or Zach Moss, is 10th ranked right now for a running back? In addition to that, 
He has a better yak yard per carry. That's that's not right. Yak wasn't right. But yard per carry. Yards yards after contact. Yeah. But mine is yards per carry. It was it was the wrong acronym there. Yards per carry, then Jonathan Taylor. I believe Zach Moss is at like four nine, and the Jonathan Taylor's at four four. So once again, you don't pay running backs, people. It doesn't benefit you. You focus on the line. The line makes the players. Uh, that was Jonathan Ursay. Miller I have like 50 names. Joining us for a special special segment there. Uh, no, but but he's right. If you listen to the Way Wide show, news broke late, late yesterday, or mid day yesterday, that he, Jim Ursay himself broke the news. And, you know? Take as take that as you will, but um, a couple of things I wanted to share with you guys in terms of uh, matchups coming up in the next couple of segments here. Let me look at the agenda quickly. Someone changed the agenda. A couple of things are missing now. We will make it work. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, I wanted to flag a couple of shootout matchups for you guys in the playoff stretch, just so you guys can keep an eye on it. Um, for week 15, uh, that's the first week of the playoffs, um, I'm looking at Chargers and Raiders and Cowboys and Bills. Expect a lot of points to be scored there, so if you have any of the players on those teams, that's good. Week 16, look at Cowboys and Dolphins, Raiders and Chiefs. Again, teams I'm expecting a good amount of points to be scored. The last one, week 17, Lions at Cowboys, Cardinals at Eagles, and Bengals at Chiefs is who I'm expecting. Um, a good amount of points to be scored. So if you have players from those teams on your team, you are good to go. Um, I want to preface this correctly because I got killed for it last time. I also wanted to list some favorable playoff matchups for you. So if you need a replacement for any reason on your team... These are the people that are likely available on waivers for you to replace them. Okay, um, if you're looking, if you need quarterback help, week 15, 16, and 17, Derek Carr plays the Giants, Rams, and Tampa Bay. He could be a very serviceable replacement. Kenny Pickett, I know his name is not usually associated with fantasy gold, but he plays the Colts, Bengals, and Seahawks the last three weeks. And again, if you need a replacement. He might be available on most waiver wires. If you need tight ends, I'll probably look at Cade Otten from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's taking on the Packers, Jags, and Saints. Mostly favorable matchups there. Uh, another tight end to look for is Pat Fryermuth from the Steelers, who takes on the Colts, the Bengals, and the Seahawks. The defenses, um, Chicago Bears might be a good option for you guys. Otherwise, look towards Indianapolis Colts, who played the Steelers, Falcons, and the Raiders. Looks like any... Chris, you got a question for me? Yeah. I have a bone to pick with Miller because <clears throat> I see you have favorable matchups. He said week 15, dude. It's week fucking have, 13, first of all. A real dilemma. <laughs> Say your dilemma. Yeah. Embarrass yourself on the air. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care. I have Hurts 
as my quarterback. And I also have the Giants. Or not the Giants. I'm sorry. The 49ers as my defense. Um, I had picked up Carr thinking I would prefer the San Francisco defense over Hurts. I then talked to one of my fellow pos- Positivity Brigade members, Miller, and he gave me four no's as to me benching Hurts to keep the defense. We all know what Miller What would you did. have? I, I think what he gave you was the best advice, though. I think Hurts, he's a stud. He's quarterback one, two, three. Even in the most difficult matchup, he's come through for you. Uh, I think you keep playing him. I, I just... Um, I. I know 49ers are tough on paper, but... I am happy to report that I officially think that that question was stupider than Boop saying to bench Jay Little Hoddle and Tyreek Hill. I think it was stupider. <laughs> Jalen Hurts... Wow. Jalen Hurts is literally the number one player in fantasy, I think. I think he has the most mm, points in fantasy. I know. I, I, I have him on my team. And you're going to talk about benching him. Like... For Derek Carr. Now, if you had, like, Tua, or if you had, like, a... Actually... Go ahead. Actually, Chris, that, that's see, a good fantasy is... football, like, philosophy. Like, play your studs. Take... Like, tough matchup. Like, Interesting. Um, play Tyreek right? Hill in week 15. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just told you my... Can I finish my point? And then you can criticize me, please. Uh... Play, play your studs. Whatever in doubt, play your studs. They got you there, right? They will come through for you more often than not. Plus, it's probably easier to replace a defense. Like, the defensive scores are probably not as far compared to a quarterback. Like, the last couple of years, the top quarterback score versus the middle tier and the late tier. Back in the day, fantasy, you could pick up a quarterback in round 15 and he would be okay. I think the last couple of years, that has changed. The top tier quarterback. See, the, the the mindset that I had, though, was that I probably had a better chance with Carr and keeping the 49ers. What was defense. the defense you picked up? But now, if I lose... I, 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 I haven't seen Miller. Chargers available anywhere, so Full I think that's a good pickup. But you can Chargers. blame me. That's fine. You you can blame me for playing Derek Carr over Jalen Hurts. It, it, it's fine if you want to take that route, if, if that's what you think is the better... Choice to play Derek Carr. Oh, well, I'm sure you can find a better one. You, what about I Aiden O'Connell? You car got play up, him so too. Even worth it now. Okay, before this gets into devolves into fist fight, I, I think I, we we need to take a break and then compose ourselves and come on the other side with our very special guest to talk black off. Um, any parting thoughts on the Bears by week, boys? No, we no. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see you on the other side after this break. Thank God we're on by. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> 